Nick Murphy, welcome to the Gab's Hottest 100 Craft Beers Countdown for 2023. Matt, thank you. Very excited to be on the call today. It's always a little bit confusing that we're talking about the countdown for 2023, but we've already ticked over to 2024. Um, And you were here for the 2022 one in uh, 2023. I was indeed. It was um, a very successful one as well. Mate, tell us a little bit about, you know, obviously we're recording this before the countdown. We don't know what the countdown's going to show, but... What are the key trends that you're seeing at First Choice uh, around craft beer? What are consumers buying at the moment? It's a, it's a good question. We're seeing a number of different things, definitely in the easy drinking space and, and better for you products. I've seen significant growth. Um, you know, your low carbs, your no carbs. I think everyone's quite health conscious at the moment, especially after a busy December <laughs> with lots of drinking and eating. So, yeah, definitely things like, you know, Brick Lane, Hi-Fi, Japanese Lager. They've got the Wild Sky Pale Ale that's zero carb. Even more recently, you've seen brands like Bolter launch an easy drinking style Cerveza. So definitely seeing a lot of products come through in that space and and they're really starting to resonate with customers, uh, which is really exciting for them. That's an interesting one because once upon a time, some of those categories weren't seen as craft. And we're talking about the craft beer countdown today. I get the feeling that... The definition of craft isn't is a, is a little bit fuzzier these days, and craft brewers can make some of those lower carb, better for you beers quite successfully and still have market appeal. Yeah, I think it's exciting for them as well. It's sort of pushing the boundaries slightly. I think probably what's driving that is if you look at more of the mainstream brands that have had a lot of success in the market uh, with the inflationary environment playing out the way it is, they can hit some some you know shallow price points. So. The craft brewers have, have come up with some really good concepts to, to keep themselves relevant and even pack format changes is something that we've certainly seen from a trend perspective where we used to sell carton 24s or slabs of, of beer now seeing that you know the craft brewer it brewers bringing in into carton 16s or carton 18s and, and pack six down to pack four just to keep that price relativity on shelf and it's having great success for them. And, and um, we've certainly seen that in the more recent numbers coming through, which is exciting for them. That's interesting. And in, in the mainstream segment, we're also seeing the 30-pack. Do you think we'll ever see 30 packs of craft beer? Oh, yeah. I think that's just a more of a value position. I don't think so. Like, personally, I shop very differently to that. I get excited by seeing multiple different brands and I'm, I'm, I'm hopeless. I will, um, I'll spend 20 minutes in the fridges and still undecided probably at the end of the 20 minutes to, to purchase my beer. So I think the craft beer shoppers quite a different shopper to the one buying the, the 30 blocks of beer. But I think, yeah, there's, um, there's a place for, for everything in store, definitely. Obviously, once we do finally learn uh, what the hottest 100 beers are, and particularly the top 10, you guys are going to be running a mixed pack uh, celebrating those those high finishes. Is that, 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 that's right, isn't it? Yeah, that's absolutely right. We've got the Gabs 8-pack, which is a celebration of eight uh, amazing breweries that have put together some some incredible products that will we'll feature not only in store but online through um, our channels as well, which is really exciting. So, um, free plug here, but get into stores and and get the uh, get the products while they they're in stock. So, uh, very exciting. But some some great beers in there. I've managed to be uh, lucky enough to try some as well. So, get involved. There's so much discussion um, online about the hottest 100 that I think that those packs are a great way to keep the conversation going afterwards. Absolutely, and and uh, Mike and the team at Gabs have done a great job with the design. You, you can't miss them when you walk into a first choice 
click a market store and then see them on the events table. One of the trends we're seeing in the US, which is arguably the home of craft beer, is these mixed packs are an, an all-year thing. Is that something that First Choice is, is looking at, you know, running um, the, the hottest 100 pack now, but looking at other, you know, craft beer mixed packs that you can offer throughout the year? Yeah, I certainly think so. Uh, one of the ways that we've sort of tackled this, and we definitely do take notice of the overseas market, but rather than the mixed packs, sort of similar to the Gabs, we've done you know your mix and match offers uh, through our promotions that we run, so that a customer you know can purchase something uh, at a two for thirty price point. The the beloved XBA they can mix and match with the lager, and and we've had real success through those multi buys that we we give to the customers, and and that seems to resonate with with the craft beer customer who likes within value. One of the really red hot conversations that's taking place in the mainstream media is cost of living. Are we seeing that having a impact on the way people are shopping for beer or the beers that they're choosing at, at, at the checkout? Yeah, absolutely. In terms of purchase habits, customers are seeking out value and there's no surprise to anyone. This has recently accelerated a growth again into more mainstream brands to the price points they can hit. But like I touched on before, I think the craft beer industry is really doing a great job of uh, reinventing themselves through different pack formats, the, the carton 24s down to the carton 16s that can hit some really solid price points to continue to drive volume for them and, and also shifting pack six down to pack four to keep that, that that customer cost down. And customers are you know walking into stores knowing what they want to spend. So if we can then make it more approachable for them through the craft beer offers that we have, then um, you know everyone wins, which is which is a great result. One of the things that fascinates me is the rise of cans in craft beer and you know most of the podium finishes, in fact I think all of the podium finishes have been uh, cans for some time. Um, do you reckon we'll ever see the return of glass or are bottles gone? Yeah, I think a, a recent example of that is the Bolter Cerveza cans and bottles. They've come out with both of them and, and having you know success in, in both formats. I definitely think from a craft beer perspective across the total market, cans is definitely the more popular choice. Uh, I personally prefer cans, but yeah, I think bottles have still got a place. You know, brands like Coopers have have both pack formats and, and do incredibly well at that. So I think it's, it's customer preference and choice a lot of the time as well. But having that, you know, ability to have both is is definitely something that uh, interests customers. That might be a generational thing. I think I'm a little bit older than you, and uh, you know, I, I love cans for camping, but I still, you know, th- there's something about glass uh, that, that that I still love in uh, most other uh, occasions. Nothing that you can beat though, ice cold can. <laughs> hey, uh, Nick. Just before we leave you, now we are going to be recording this and when people are listening to it, we are at the First Choice Liquor Market at Ashfield in Sydney. Whereabouts yep. are you going to be counting down the hottest 100? That's a good question. Hopefully it's an ice cold can of beer in my hands, but um, I will be floating through a couple of the First Choice Liquor Market stores. There's a, a number of takeovers uh, with local breweries and in-store tastings and events going on around the country, so I'll make sure I pop into a number of them down in, in Victoria here. But, um, yeah, look, uh, amazing set of uh, craft beer um, beers up for grabs this year. Uh, my um, my sneaky sneaky favourite would be Mountain Culture Status Quo to go back-to-back is, is what I'm tipping. But, um, yeah, there's a number of quality beers, as always, in the, in the Hottest 100 countdown. And uh, it's, a, it's amazing that we're the platinum partner of Gabs for the second year in a row, which is uh, we're something we're really passionate about. Terrific. Well, Nick, uh, wherever you end up, uh, I hope it's not too hard to work for you and uh, you're enjoying it uh, as, as we enjoy the countdown. 
Love it. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. Katie Greenleaf, welcome to the Gab's Hottest 100 Craft Beer Countdown for 2023. Hello. Thank you for having me. I really, I feel honoured. <laughs> and now, where will you be watching the countdown this Saturday? I'll actually probably be finding a brewery to hang out with my son. I have my 10-year-old with him for the day, but he grew up in Bury, so he actually quite enjoys going, but we haven't picked which one we want to go to yet. <laughs> um, Gab's was actually something when I moved here eight years ago that I very quickly got plugged into because in Melbourne, um, we love our niche everything. And I had some friends who were a part of the beer scene, invited me to the Gab's Festival. So I've been to probably five five or six. I know a lot of the guys and just love them. And I've always really loved the the culture that is beer world. Like just that real familiarity and fun and not not being so serious and just recognizing that we're just doing something to be social that's tasty that is about togetherness now katie tell us a little bit about you're clearly not from these parts um originally judging by your accent tell us how you came to be doing the role and what the assistant category buying manager for craft beer is within the coles liquor group so um the assistant category buying manager role it, I basically assist my boss, um, Nick, who's our, our actual buyer, in just trying to pick out the right people, making sure they're supported well, making sure we set out the right promotional plans for them, that you know our customers, we put them in front of customers and at the right price. Um, and then also just making sure that our stores, each individual store is actually ranging and putting in front of the customers the right things as well. So oftentimes, like say Queensland is packed full of awesome breweries um, so there's lots to choose from so sometimes you know having a whole shelf of you know wa may not be the best offer for them i want to make sure that they know they're local which is you know black ops and felons and all these guys so um yeah that's a, at least a, a niche of my role <laughs> and uh, there is a huge focus on local um yes. w- 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 across yeah. all of the uh, first choice um stores isn't there Yes, there is. So we just had what we call a range review. So what we offer customers, we update every year. So in September, um, 80% of our new range was localized. So that is to the state. Um, We are working to get more and more clusters. We could get even more specific. But at the moment, from just a macro scale, we want to make sure that your states are at least really well represented. Um, So yeah, 80% local there. Um, And then for Gabs, actually, it was really fun. I was on the other side writing about it to educate our store teams. But um, for the Gabs countdown last year, we actually ranged 98 of the 100 SKUs that um, were up. So, yeah, trying to be uh, very local, locally relevant. Now, not only are we celebrating the, the, the biggest day in craft beer every year with the Gabs Hottest 100, um, but Coles is also celebrating Craft Beer Month. So you, you, you're making a month of uh, craft beer. Yes, we are. So it's a, it's a first choice liquor market initiative. Um, it's our opportunity to really demonstrate that we are here for craft. Um, in the past, it's been in February, but this year we pulled it up to January so that we could actually ride with the Gabs momentum that's happening. Because obviously from the Gabs countdown, you want to you know, go back and try some things maybe you haven't tried in a while, or you do have those particular products you just really love. Um, so it's our opportunity to put in front of the customers, you know, have a try, give it a go before you go and vote. Um, yeah, go ahead and have it. Do you find that 
consumers are responding to the results of the Hottest 100 every year, that they are say, seeing the lists, becoming aware of it, or even seeing on the shelf, you know, a shelf talker saying this was number eight in the Hottest 100, and that's encouraging trial? I think so, because I think, I mean, it, amazingly, I think customers are getting more involved in the journey, and you know, there's so much more on offer now as well. You know, 10 years ago, we didn't have half the breweries that we'd have seeing in front of us today. So I think just having that stamp of approval from a body that we know has been around for a really long time, like been in store, um, I think it, it just helps because sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming when you see so many names. And then in craft beer world, styles and flavors and, you know, just trends change. So it kind of helps keep people focused on, you know, what the trends currently are. Now, we are pre-recording this before because everyone's going to be so busy on the day. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and, and we don't know the results. Um, I need to stress no, that. No, um, do you have any tip for what the number one uh, is going to be? Or you're just excited for whoever wins? I am excited. And I, I don't know. I feel like we might get surprised this year. I feel like there's just been some really great, great initiatives this year. And especially coming back, I've noticed a lot of trend of pulling back from as much flavored and, you know, some crazy mixes, which we love. Um, but a lot of breweries getting back to the basics of just like a really good pale or a really good IPA. Hazy's obviously been such a, a strength play for a while. Um, I think we'll, my gut is that we'll probably see a lot more of that back to the old school ways coming up. Um, but I, I have zero idea who's actually going to make it. I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm keen to see just as much as everyone else. I wonder if we're ever going to see a lager at the top of the tree. I don't know. Um, yeah. Probably not this year, I'd say. Yeah, being a California girl, I got to say, I'm I'm pretty faithful to my IPAs and, <laughs> and my bigger style. Um, but sure, longer could could make it. <laughs> we'll wait and see. Well, Katie Greenleaf, enjoy the day, um, and all the best uh, for Craft Beer Month as well. And uh, let's wait and see what comes out at number one today. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Really appreciate it.